Welcome to Changeable. This is episode number 269, Looking Toward the Mysterious with Violet Synergy. You're tuned in to Changeable with Dr. Amy Johnson. Changeable podcast is all about breaking habits, ending anxiety, and the ironic way change really works. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hey there, welcome back to Changeable. Today's episode is um, a portion of a little School of Big Change graduate community guest speaker call with Violet Synergy. So Violet came and spoke with us, um, I don't know, last month, I guess. And I just love her. I love the way that she talks about um, her own awakening and really like looking toward the mysterious, feeling into what is here now because there's nothing else to feel into. Um, and I wanted to share this. I, I, I think in future episodes, I'll be taking portions of these guest speaker calls, some of them, not all of them, but some of these guest speaker calls, um, which we've had one a month for like five years now. We've had some incredible speakers come through and speak, share with us in the community. Um, and I don't really post those to the podcast mostly because they're for that community and they're intimate calls and there's a lot of conversation, a lot of Q&A, and I'm not going to post that portion of things. But, but you know, the more I think about it, at times there's a good chunk of every call where it's just uh, the guest speaker sharing and me asking some questions. And there's so much good and that comes out of those calls that the community talks about afterward and that we all get so much value from that. Uh, I thought it would be nice to kind of share some of them here and there. So you may see more of this on the podcast. Um, of course, you can always uh, join the Little School of Big Change graduate community yourself and be there live. And that's uh, the best way to do it. But I'm really excited to share this first one um, with Violet. And so again, as you're listening, keep in mind that it's it's just the beginning portion of the call with me asking her some questions and the speaker talking, in this case, Violet. Um, and then the call goes on for another hour or so with the community sharing and asking questions and the speakers supporting them. Um, they're such beautiful calls. But if you enjoy this conversation with Violet and like the way that she shares, she has a great YouTube channel. And I'll put the link to her website um, here in the show notes. She does a lot of stuff. Um, she has a, a new book of poetry out. She has a podcast that is just now coming out. So I definitely, uh, definitely recommend checking her out. So I had a really rough trauma um, infused childhood, I guess you could say. Um, my parents came from um, addiction and I was, I grew up in a foster home and uh, also grew up with a lot of challenges with ADHD and dyslexia. Um, and just kind of like a child that not nobody really paid attention to or cared about. Um, so that was really hard. And then I left um, the foster home at 16 and emancipated and was on my own since I was 16. Um, and then I got really, really smart at life in a way of having to survive. Um, and I think that's uh, was a really, you know, kind of tragic way to have a childhood. And I wouldn't wish the things I had to go through on anyone, but it really is serendipitous for how this has unfolded in my lifetime. And I'm very grateful actually now for the childhood I had, even though um, there still can be some challenges reverberating from that. Um, yeah. 
I guess, I guess on a positive note too, I can share, I was always like a really creative, sensitive child, which was really beautiful in a way. I had like a hand sewing machine and sewed myself like Britney Spears costume and um, <laughs> really loved art. And uh, I did some modeling starting at eight and that sort of led into some of my adulthood as well. And that was like creative stuff was going on for me throughout childhood. Um, even though it wasn't really necessarily recognized by adults, um, it was sort of always my inclination. Yeah. So, um, so how, say a little bit more about like how it feels like there that your past was serendipitous to kind of um, how things are now. Were you in a place where you were like, I need to do something like that? I need to get out of this or, or is it just, I don't know, maybe just however you would say that, like how that kind of led up to what you see now. Yeah. Yeah. Good question. I think that, um, um, it feels like in one way or another, um, this body mind was always sort of on some sort of growth or transformation path. Um, and I think that was a, the childhood is sort of like a, um, expression of that sort of like an avatar of that. Uh, interface of that, if you will. Um, and looking back, so I feel like like my first memories are like really young, like three years old. And one of them is my mom leaving me in the lake and I drowned and had died and they brought me back. And so that just sort of was like, I don't know, I guess thinking about that now, like as an adult, it feels like that was a something, um, I guess maybe you could call it spiritual, something transformational in and of itself that it just felt like that was sort of when this all started the transformation aspect I guess of my life in some way um <clears throat> through that like very tragic really early thing but I don't know I don't know what I believe about souls or uh, other lifetimes or anything like that but it certainly feels like something of that nature was like changed in that moment that um that death was actually the most peaceful thing um and then they, then life brought me back here for whatever reason. I don't really know. Um, so I think, I think like in retrospect, thinking about it in that way really makes sense. Um, the other aspect that I feel so deeply in my heart now, uh, is this, um, this really deep respect and love for the energies, um, repression energy, I guess you could call it. And, um, trauma, those like really hard things to go through because I, it, it feels like through my exploration with awakening and non-duality of really, and then not even just, I guess it's more like an introspective um, exploration than anything, but through going to these energies, um, revisiting them um, very intimately, um, I, I feel like I've really got an opportunity to know them for what they are. and. Um, it goes beyond like the personal aspect of, of it being like, you know, not to deny any relative right or wrong or relative blame or anything like that, which was also a part of it, but to really just see that the nature of that energy, that contracted energy that we would call a, a trauma repression or something like that. Um, and really like intimately going into those places in my body has been really, really, um, I guess leads me to that conclusion that I shared before about how um how it went how it was supposed to go 
Mm-hmm. Um, and um, yeah, it just feels like my, like uh, in one sense why I'm here in some way is is to to go to those energies in myself again and again and again and, and with other people. And hopefully I feel like if, if, I'm, if I hope for anything that my work does a stamp on the world, it's to transform the way we perceive that energy because that energy in and of itself is, um, it's like a broken piece of the whole a fractured piece of the whole. And it's not, um, uh, it's not something to be avoided. Like we're, we're taught, we're taught that like we have to heal the trauma or get rid of those, um, quote unquote, bad negative things. So, yeah. So what does that look like? I love that. And it's so in line with what we've talked about a lot here in terms of leaning into what's arising rather than not really rather than, but it's not so much a like, let me go back to this thing from the past and heal it, like you said, but it's like in real time, the old, that's all there is right now, whatever's showing up, feel it, be in it, look toward it. It kind of feels like you're saying something similar to that. So I'm yeah. curious if you can just say a little more about that and maybe, maybe just even what that looks like for you or yeah, like how we can do that more. Yeah, yeah, it, it looks like full expression. Um, and I think that's a journey of um, literally retraining the nervous system to be available for full expression because so much of the conditioning is fight, flight, or freeze. So much of the conditioning is repression. Is It's this, it feels like this sort of transforming this orientation of moving away from that, which is arising good or bad because we avoid pleasure just as much as we avoid pain. And um, moving towards. And so that's sort of like the initial step is moving towards, but then that, that moving towards sort of orientation just deepens over time. Um, it becomes, it, it's, it just feels like it's kind of hard to not look at it to, to, to look away. You almost like there's a shift that starts to happen. Like at first it, I guess you could say it, it starts to feel like, Oh, I, I know I have to do this or I should be doing this. Or in some way, my heart is pulled to to go towards this painful thing, whatever it is. But every, all the coping mechanisms, all the all the uh, orientation in me is to actually avoid and pull away and disassociate. So, like switching that initially can be really quite uncomfortable um, and awkward. And um, I think that just becomes then the path of really recognizing what, like, what are the coping mechanisms? Why am I saying no to this? What is my interpretation about this? And that sort of thing. And then I think that sort of journey of moving towards versus away from deepens over time to at some point it shifts to where you're like, I could never look away, actually. I, I could, it's it just, it just impossible at some point to look away, even though it can be really painful. Um, because I think when you be, you come in closer contact with the energy of repression itself, you, um, I don't know. It's like it's like your your heart opens up in some way in that, and and your heart the heart is like, um, it's like the mom that 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 knows to hold the child and and not to try to fix it. It's the mom that knows to just sit on the bed with the teenager crying and not tell her she's wrong. It's like, that's like our actual, I feel like that's like more the natural instinct or the natural way of of this, but we have to get through sort of a lot of conditioning in a sense to get to that sort of orientation. And I think there's a bazillion different things I could talk about along the way to that. So what if someone feels like 
like they're not sure what's there to get in touch with in a sense. Does that make sense as a question? Like, like I, I know there's something there, but like you said, maybe they're just the repression is so big that there's a sense that there's something there, but they feel like they don't even know where to start or just nothing is really coming up in a strong way. Like where can they look? Mm-hmm. Um, I love this, Amy. Um, and we have had a lot of conversations about this and you won't be surprised with my answer here, but it's the don't know. It's the staying right there. I don't know what this is. It's and it, and I think that comes down like for clarity purpose. It comes down to the difference of the mechanism of mind is to try to figure it out. It's a problem to be figured out versus the instinct or I use instinct and intuition interchangeably, but it just feels like the immediate like instinctual thing is like it it it's wise and it moves in sort of a different way than the mind moves. It's not really linear in a way. But I think it's something that we were never taught to trust that immediate experience as children that, that if, but, but what I find again and again, if we come back to that immediate experience, even if it's muddy, even if it's unclear, especially if it's unclear, I guess, um, then you, you allow it the space to find the next step. You allow it the space to evolve how it needs to evolve, to move how it needs to move, to connect how it needs to connect, whatever, like, it knows, like it doesn't really need us. It doesn't need the us of the mind. It doesn't really need that. Like that's like, if anything, more of a disassociation to try to figure this problem out in time through the mind um, than to just come back to the tender. I don't know something. I know something's off and that's the intuition, right? Like I know something isn't right. (laughs) I don't know what, and I don't know what to do. And I don't even know what it's called or where it even is in my body. It's so vague, but I know it's somewhere here. And like coming back to that and asking it to show you and giving it space to show you. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. It's the mystery and it's like what we really are actually craving. We're craving the mystery. We're not like we're, we're stuck in a sense in this mind way of being. But what we're really craving and why we're really here on these these awakening transformation paths, however you want to call it, is for this mystery, is for this, you know, and I, I, I'm just like, I feel this joy because I remember just a lot of our beginning conversations, Amy, about this, you know, the don't know is your best friend. And it's like, what? Like, how come nobody's ever told me that? You know, it seems like it's such a simple, like, reality. It's not, it's beyond a truth. It's, it's the reality. And, but how come nobody's ever told me that not knowing what's going on with me is actually perfect, is actually what I'm looking for? Can you say a little about your experience um, in your four months? I know it wasn't just four months, but just kind of how all that was for you, because that was really a time for you of like, okay, I know there's a mystery here and now I'm going to orient toward it and really get curious about that. So maybe just say a little about how that went. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's see. I think what I'm noticing more and more is some people, I think it's just the way that it's um, set up in some way, but I, some people are kind of more comfortable with the don't know and some people are the mystery already. And some people are, have. I think it's just conditioning really. Um, but some people are, very, um, um, what would I say, more of a structured person that is 
um, oriented more to the to the orientation of structure in some way, I guess you could say. Um, for me, I feel like I was actually always more comfortable in the in the mystery in the sort of abstract way of life because I'm so sort of neurodivergent and like that I had such a challenge with the the sort of linear thinking and the the understanding with language and that that was always like a huge challenge for me but what was funny is that I always believed that there was something wrong with me because I was in touch in more of an abstract way in more of a sensory way in more of a mystery way I don't know I think that was just the art, artful way I guess if you will um but then when I, it's like when I met Angelo, I really, he kind of like gave me permission to trust my immediate experience was, was that, I don't know if I, if I summed up my whole entire life and the story of it, it's like, that was the most impactful thing ever for somebody to tell me, like I said, from coming from childhood, where like nobody ever saw me, nobody ever was like, Hey, you are smart. You're just smart in this way. Or, Hey, you are, it was just like literally nine kids and they couldn't handle any of us. So we were doing whatever we were doing, raising ourselves. And so for him to sit with me the first night we met and say, I see you and you can trust yourself. You can trust what you're going through. You can trust your immediate experience. That catapulted me into my sitting for four months with who am I with leading up to first awakening and really, I don't know. I just felt like permission to sit in the, I don't know what the hell I'm doing, but this is kind of fun. I could actually enjoy it. I can actually, you know, just... And, and I, and I remember thinking like, I don't even know what that means. He was like, just sit and who ask you, who am I? And I was like, I don't even know what that means, but I, I don't know. I just wasn't oriented in, in a certain way enough to ask, what, what do you mean by that? How do I do it? Like, I didn't ask any of those questions. I don't really know why, but I just was like, okay, I'll do that. It just resonated. And so I just went to my balcony and I, my husband had moved away. We'd separated. Um, I, I wasn't working. I didn't have a friend group. I sort of just moved to Colorado um, and started this life with my husband. And then it just sort of like, I put all, all my eggs were in the basket of that. I just traveled with my husband and spent my life with him. And then all of a sudden I have no friend group. I have no job or career and my husband's in a different state. So I have all this time. And so I just sat on my balcony and I just sat with, who am I? And I don't know, I guess in retrospect, I oriented to the space in my heart because I always felt like my heart was aching to burst forth. I just wanted to love everyone. And I felt I had so many limiting beliefs and narratives that it wasn't allowed and examples of it. It wasn't allowed to just love everybody. It wasn't allowed to just hug everybody that you meet. It wasn't allowed to just, I don't know, like wasn't allowed to be as I was. And as I was, was a giant ball of of love and that's but but I um I built you know a wall a persona to protect that sensitive heart um and so when I sat with who am I I just started orienting to that heart I think it's just what happened I don't think it was a choice um and then I think because of the space of of sitting in stillness um there was a lot of like old memories, old traumas that came back that I hadn't really thought about in a long time. And I'd worked on to some level through through therapy or energy healing techniques and had believed that in one way that they were, they were healed. Uh, I remember telling Angelo, I'm not angry. I've dealt with my anger. 
I'm not an angry person. I don't, I don't have anger anymore. I thought that was an emotion that you can heal and then never have again. Um, and he just kind of chuckled at me and was like, Oh, okay. <laughs> um, and, but I started to, to see these memories again and see these traumas come up through sitting with who am I? And then I would just sort of, it would just take me over. Um, and I'd go to my bed and cry and process however I did. And as soon as my body calmed down, I'd get back up and eat and I'd sit on my chair. Who am I? And I kind of just did that for four months because it was, it, it resonated. It was something more real than anything had ever been. And there was nothing else pulling me away. There was nothing else I wanted to be doing. Um, and then just in short, before that, there before I met Angela, there was eight months of depression. My husband had moved away, took a job in another state, told me that I just have to go. And I was like, yeah, I don't really want to go. So I'm just going to stay here. So he went on his way. And here I was with all of my identity was as a wife at that point in my life. And my husband was gone. So who, who was I then? And I didn't lit, like physically have anything but a house to manage, which, you know, um, and dogs and cats. And so uh, it just made sense to just sit and ask who I might. I love just how um, intuitive the whole thing is. And even that word intuitive is feels like too much because now like that has baggage around it. Like, oh, there's an intuitive way to do things and there's feeling your way through and all. And even that, like, as I say that, those words feel like too much. It's like it just unfolded. How like just, I don't know, the, yeah. Again, like intuition feels like a word trying to label something that's just so right here, obvious all the time. It's like just life. It's just life living, you know, and and just doing what naturally occurs next versus thinking there's a way to do something. So Mm -hmm. I just really heard that when you retold your story, which I've heard several times, but it's like, oh my gosh, there's just there's just no way to do anything. We just show up and, and things are done and we just are naturally follow hunches. And there's something in that, that again, our mind might want to call intuitive or intuition, but it's, it feels like the most natural thing there is. Yeah. 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 It's, it's interesting word. Um, I use it a lot. I, I don't know why I just started using it. Um, probably when I started talking publicly about this, but um I, after I started using it, I was like, I'm going to look that word up and see. And I was like, I want to know what the internet has to say about that word intuition and as far as books and stuff. And all I could find was this, like, you're special if you have intuition stuff. And I was like, what? Like, there was a couple of audiobooks that I started listening to. And I was like, this isn't what intuition is. Um, and I think I kind of realized I'm kind of more meaning instinct, if, if that's a better term in a sense. Um, but I still use the word instinct or intuition interchangeably. But yeah, it's like, it's not like it's a special knowing of some other, you know, or anything. It's, um, it's in, it's an instinct, I guess. Um, but it's also just natural. We all share it. I didn't really, I didn't like that at all, that it was like only special people with intuitive abilities, like right. some witchcraft stuff has intuition. Cause I don't find that. I find that it's, it's our innate um, quality part of it. Yeah. yeah. And, and I think we can get caught up almost on the other side of it where it's like, oh, well, people who like yourself, um, 
neurodivergence or trauma and all of that. I've heard this said a lot, like, oh, well, I was forced to use my intuition. So my intuition got to be more special, which then can just seem to create an issue for people who maybe didn't have those those uh, limitations, you know, and but yeah. again, it's just wide open, like it literally instinct is what we are in a sense, like it is here all the time for everyone. Totally, totally. Yeah. And I think there's maybe definitely some sort of relative journey of like learning to trust it more and it mm-hmm. uh, developing is sort of the wrong word, but it kind of works there as well. Um, that it, it developing and it's really not something is developing. It's really that like, I like attention is going away from mind and more into it. And, and that trust is sort of um, there. Yeah. Um, so we were talking when you were gone about creativity and, um, and I just wondered if you could say a little bit about, I know after your first real shift, you suddenly started, well, I mean, you said you had always been creative and you were always an artist in various ways, but, um, poetry started coming forth and art was different for you. Um, and, and even like your food taste, which we don't think of as creative, but even things like that shifted. So, I just think it'd be fascinating to look at that for a bit. Like, how is it that we have a shift in identity and then suddenly so much opens up that seemingly wasn't coming forward before? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's such a beautiful question, beautiful uh, topic of of discussion. Um, you know, it was really interesting to me. I, I don't know if I could have explained it years ago. This was almost six years ago now. Um, but. Um, now I guess I would I could understand it a little bit more in some way or have a more clearer reflection, you could say. Um, and it just really feels like um it's it's weird because it's gonna sound like I mean like some purpose or destiny, but it's not really like that. But it's it's like uh something is um none of the words really work, but I'll just say something is designed to unfold in its uniqueness through each person in some way, even though there's not really sort of a separate someone there, it's still, it has, there's just, there's something, I don't know, I wouldn't call it a talent or a purpose or anything really like that, but it's, it's like the more, I guess I could say it from this side of things. Let's see if it comes out. Okay. Um, The more and more that identity has been let go of here, which a lot of the identity in and of itself for everyone is a limiting, lacking identity. I'm not enough. I'm separate and I'm not enough and I'm not good enough. And I have to, and so like that identity prevents, I feel like what's supposed to be natural, what's supposed to be the natural unfolding of someone's life or of something. Um, And so I think there's some natural inclination orientation to creativity unfolding um, here for me, I guess, not for me, but here. And that feels like without identity in the way, it's able to unfold more seamlessly. Um, It feels like the identity piece is sort of like um, prevents it from being what it's trying to be. Mm. Um, And I don't know, those words don't really touch it because it doesn't really mean something like unfolding in time, even though it can seem that way. Um, and that can be with, I, I think it's, I think it's like maybe you could say life's natural brilliance that, ex, that 
expresses through the interface of each of us in a different way. And it has it's it has such a light to it. It has such a um, expressive nature to it. But because our conditioning is repression, so it feels like this journey is in a way moving from repression to expression. And whatever that is, is like, I don't know. I, it feels like Violet's life. I couldn't have crafted it better. Like everything that I'm involved in and doing, and it just feels like a natural passion. Like it doesn't feel like I'm trying to make it a certain way because I believe it should be this way or I want to be, it just, there's no identity in it. It's just like this, it just feels like when I let go enough and continue to let go, what is like, a, um, I don't know, I guess energetically, it's like a balance, uh, a resonance. It, it resonates with what it resonates with and, and unfolds that way. Um, but with identity, that resonance can't meet where it needs to, it can't find its balance. It's sort of the same thing I'm saying in the sense of the um, ex- expression, like giving giving the repression, giving the energies, giving the um, emotions expression. They have their own wisdom to sort of unfold how they need to unfold, if you will. That sounded really kind of awkward. I don't know how to explain it, but hopefully it was some somewhat useful for you guys. Yeah, no, I think it's yeah. really tempting to, at some level, try to figure out like how is my identity in the way of this expression and all of that. But, but I, I mean, I think just pointing to like it's this, it just feels more energetic. Even that maybe is not the best word, but it's yeah, on some other level, some felt sense it feels like, or just something that when you talk about the light and the brilliance kind of shining through, that really resonates because it's like, and we all know everything about feeling like a self feels heavy and kind of dark and funneled in a specific direction. And as that feels like it's opening more and more, just more stuff shows up sort of. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it like, it's like an alignment piece in a way, right? It feels like, like, and I think this goes back to the intuition or instinct. It's like, we have this, like, I think two of our natural sort of uh, qualities, if you will, of, of essence, not like the personal self, but of just like it, the energy of life, the two. Yeah. I don't know. It just, it feels energetically. It just feels like this sort of like, mm, balance this, this alignment thing. But it, it, it can't really align with identity in the way. Like identity is really prevents it because what it's trying to align with itself is a mystery. And I can't know. Like even like my giant whiteboard is here with a bazillion freaking creative ideas. That I don't know what the hell to do with. But somehow over time, <laughs> they get sort of into projects. Um, but like even... Like if I were to identify with that and try to like manipulate it and make it into something that would serve me in some way, I'd be preventing it from unfolding how it, how it already needs to. Like there's so much, like there's just like, I don't know, like a bazillion sort of projects that can be created by this, but I'm like that might, though all those projects might like never happen or they might end up taking like who knows when they'll like, if they'll will be a manifestation or not. Like I have no idea. Right. And it's sort of that mystery. And, but if I tried to go, Oh, this is cool. I have all these ideas. I have to hurry up and I got to do something with, and I got to make something of my life and, and make something of me with all of these cool things. And they're fun, really cool. Like psychology and, and, and non-duality and creative things. But if I do that and I did that for a long time and it just, I just kept 
self-sabotaging by that identity, by wanting it to be something that's going to serve me, that's going to make me look good in some way or give me some thing called money or fame or whatever in some way. And now it's like, it's just carefully unfolding how it's unfolding. And I feel like I'm just like watching it. I'm like, okay, this is like, it's just very energetic. It's really beautiful. And it, it feels, it feels nice because, um, it's effortless actually. And that's the, like, we're sort of meant to live in this effortless unfolding of life, not in this like heaviness of, I got to make this into something. Um, and it's really cool to see what it, what it turns into, what anything we're working on or comes to us turns into. If you benefit from this podcast, I'd be so grateful if you'd leave a quick review on iTunes. Listener reviews go a really long way in attracting brand new listeners to this understanding. And they also show me that you're listening and that you're benefiting from what you hear, which goes a really long way in encouraging me to keep going. So please pop over, leave a quick review if you're so inclined. And thank you so much for those of you who have reviewed it already.